The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. I'm going to start that again, because that was an awful introduction. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. I'm Jesse, with Jared, Ryan, and Steven, back in the saddle after Nova. So, uh, it's been two weeks? One week? Two? No, wait. Nova was last week. Last Sunday was yeah. Nova. No. Yeah. Although the withdrawals make time kind of stretch out and act funny. For oh, sure. yeah. yeah. I'm already ready for next year. Awesome. Speak for yourself. I'm not. I need more models painted. <laughs> so... We're going to, today, do a little recap over what went around eh, what went around on Nova, what we were up to. Um, for a few of us, I think just Jared with us right now, it was his first time at Nova, so it'd be kind of an interesting perspective. And uh, so, yeah, let's say, let's start with day one, which was Wednesday evening. Uh, who was there? I think, I know I was. I think Steven was, too, in this group. Yep, I was there. Uh, I got there about uh, 1 o'clock on Wednesday. Okay, cool. And around that time, people are setting up. The whole convention's setting up. So, you know, when you get there early, kind of just cool to just walk around and see what people are doing. And I think the biggest event of Wednesday evening was the GW Preview event, which was uh, kind of interesting due to the fact that, in my opinion, was the complete lack of Horus Heresy updates, which was a little bit sad. Yeah, I ended up skipping it. Uh, I gave my ticket to Manny, so I saw pictures of you guys sitting there, but I yeah. have no, I can't speak to it at all. Yeah. Um, one interesting tidbit that I noticed during the convention, people were asking about Horus Heresy updates and Forge World updates. Um, I think it was Andy Smiley mentioned that Forge World is actually building a new warehouse right across the street. And once that's completed, there's going to be a whole lot more stuff coming. So that was kind of an interesting tidbit that I got from that preview event. I don't know if anyone else picked up anything from the, uh, from the show or not, but that was the one thing I took away from it. No, while y'all were in the uh, preview, Austin and I were getting our food taken from us at McDonald's, so we missed it, unfortunately. It sounds like Yeah, I was setting up uh, for Thursday. I'm just Steven, hanging out. Did you say you were having your food taken away from you? Yeah. Um, some lady uh, walked away with Austin's order, and they just let her take it. <laughs> we were There was a possibility that we were going to make it to the, to the preview, and uh, then it took almost 45 minutes for the McDonald's snafu to get completed, and all hope was lost. So oh, whoever you are out there, crazy lady, who took the, the cheeseburgers – Hope it was worth it. <laughs> Again, looks like I'm not the only one who has to take anger management today. In a year, that story is going to be Stephen got mugged at a McDonald's. <laughs> and That's going to be a headline next year. I plan on being responsible for that being the case. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. What else? What did they preview? Was it just? I know there's probably some Lord of the Rings stuff. Some yeah, they were they were definitely pushing Lord of the Rings, which is kind of cool it's been a while since i've been on a lord of the rings kick but uh happy that they're starting to breathe new life into that system um a lot of it was 
Sigmar. There's some 40K things like October with the Speed Freaks and whatnot. One cool thing was the announcement of Warhammer Quests 40K Blackstone Fortress, which seems very, very interesting. Lots of possibilities for some cool, sweet NPCs in the future. And they also mentioned... I don't know if anyone told you this, Stephen, that there's going to be brand new Chaos Space Marines in that set. Why did no one say this? <laughs> yes. Yep. They're getting apparently. You were with me for four days. I know. I, I'm sorry. For some reason, I really thought you were there, Stephen. Oh. <laughs> yes, there will be new Chaos Space Marines in that box. Did you get a glimpse of them? No, no, no. They didn't show. It was just one of the um, kind of like artwork splashes with a narrative narration in the background oh man. yeah yeah so get psyched for that I'm followers go of the eightfold right path <laughs> yeah yeah just don't yell it completely at me the entire time but yeah so that was another cool thing ah man i'm racking my head now um those were the yeah those are about the biggest things that i remember well no heresy so i mean that was yeah. just general gw stuff right that, that's correct. So it was a little bit sad, but honestly, after all the uh, the events of the previous week, they probably didn't want to bring up too much as far as Forge World, which was probably smart on their account. But everyone pretty much behaved themselves at the preview, so that was nice. You mean none of the uh, Warhammer community members were taken by the crowd and dragged off to who knows where? <laughs> Not that I saw. So looks like they'll be sticking around a little bit longer. Great. Yeah. So that was Wednesday night. And uh, on the Thursday morning, that was the opening salvo. And uh, what was the uh, the Centurion event, Ryan? Yeah, that's right. So uh, so tell us about it. I think you were running the uh, uh, the opening salvo. How'd that go yeah, for you? Yeah, so uh, really well. So um, myself and Ty, Ty ran the Centurion event, and I ran opening salvo. Uh, we had mm, 30 folks on Salvo, and I think another 18 on um, 18 or 20 on Centurion. Uh, oh, cool! So pretty decent show out. We yeah. had about 10 players drop. I think we had 40 total, uh, which would been, would have been crazy if all 40 had showed up. But oh god, yeah. Um, you know, Salvo. I talked about on the cast before. If you're on the Nova Open Facebook group, you'll have seen things about it, but basically, you know, it was uh, 2,000 point, 2,500 point, or 3,000 point lists, and uh, you know, with normal standard Age of Darkness, and then throughout the last, like, eight or nine months on the Facebook group, if you're on the Nova Open Facebook group, you're able to claim a Primarch, so if you were playing, uh, like Jared was playing Imperial Fists, he was able to claim Dorn, and then... Uh, one of the things we did there was uh, we brought all the Primarchs together. We had a buddy of ours, uh, Josh Bruder, who brought the Emperor, which he used at Nova last year. And then we did a little family dinner photo shoot, um, which was cool. We had 16 Primarchs there. We had the Emperor, um, Magnus, and Alpharius did not show up or did not bother to, to show up. Um, it was so close. I know. We were so close to having all the Primarchs. I was a little upset. But someone should pretty, have some pretty damn good. Yeah, someone should have bought a Perturabo or the other Primarchs downstairs at the Forge World and just built and painted them up. Overnight. Yeah, put the box there in the photo. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cool because, you know, you brought the wine, which was awesome. We yeah, had, that was really cool. And thank you for uh, making the rules, which turned oh, out absolutely. to be a lot of fun. I had never run a Primark before. So uh, that was kind of cool to get a feel for what kind of power those boys have. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Tom Gould out of Australia, if he's listening. Um, he lent me some rules for Primarks that they've been using in his Australian meta for different events. Cool. So Very it included all the Primarks that don't currently have Forge World rules. So Jesse was able to play Lionel Johnson and then um, Nate of Grang Legion fame uh, built and painted the con. So he had rules for the con. And then I cannot remember for the life of me who uh, built Sanguinous. So I'm sorry if you're listening. Let somebody on the show know. But anyway, someone uh, built and painted Sanguinous. So we had the three Primarchs that don't have rules were at the family dinner, but Alfarius and Magnus <laughs> decided not to show up. So anyway, that was cool. There was a, a lot of people came around for photo shoots of that. Um, and then at the beginning, you know, same deal as always. We split people up between loyalist and traitor. Um, mm-hmm. I did secret missions or secret objectives on this. We talked about it a little bit on the live cast at Nova, um, but every player got a envelope. You had three secret objectives in there. And then um, each of those was worth five, 10 and 15 victory points. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you reveal it to your opponent. Once you complete it, you can complete up to two in a game. If you complete all three, you're eligible for a prize. Um, at the end of the day. And then it was a challenge system. So you could play as few or as little points or yeah, as few or as many games as you wanted at whatever points value that you, you and your opponent agree upon. And you just had at it. And um, we had what? 12, 12 to 16 Primark duels, at least multiple Primarchs dying. Um, you know, you guys played it. I think all yeah. three, you guys all played opening salvo, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys had some awesome games. Feel free to talk about them now. Cause I, I was just basically trying to keep the ship rolling and taking pictures when I could. And, but there was a lot of cool shit happening on the tables. So, well, J- this, was first, this was Jared's first Nova. So Jared, how'd you do? Uh, I did a lovely time. First of all, <laughs> uh, I was not able to make it Wednesday. I had some major stuff to take care of at work uh, that couldn't get moved around. So I drove up, cracked it on Thursday morning, got there, was stressed out, exhausted, smelly, just, you know, totally ready for Nova. And uh, so your usual state as a father. Uh, yes, of course. Of course. Uh, there was, you know, less dirty diaper stuff to deal with in, at Nova. Slightly less. <laughs> uh, but uh, I got three games in. Uh, which was awesome. I played a World Eaters player, and Dorn got to fight Angron, which was great, and Angron died. Uh, I played a Death Guard player. Um, Dorn fought Mortarian, got him down to one wound before we called the game. Also considered that a victory because yeah, he had one wound left. And uh, oh, who did I play? I, I played a uh, mech player next, and we actually drew. It was a draw. Um, I think he would oh, cool. if we had kept going. Dorn had one wound left. We neither of us really had much uh, left on the board. 
but uh, I brought an old school stone gauntlet list. I always wondered if it would be competitive, and it definitely was. Uh, two squads of breachers, squad of phalanx warders, two leviathan dreadnoughts, a Derideo dreadnought, which I painted up like the day before. Uh, Dorn and a Spartan with the phalanx warders. It was it was good times. Oh yeah, gotta love that last minute painting before convention. Oh yeah, I finished drawing up like three days. Ago. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I have to give it to Jared too. There is only of the thirty players that we had. I think the majority of players only played two games. Most people like threw down for a th- three thousand point games and got two in. Jared and like there are two or three other games, so maybe six or eight players um, that at least got three games in, and Jared wow. was one of them. I did do only three thousand point games because you know. Go big. Definitely. And you, you managed three 3,000-point games? You're insane. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Most people retired to the bar, and then these like six or eight dudes were the ones who basically f- determined uh, you know, how the day went as far as victory points for their factions because everybody mm-hmm. else fucked off, and then they stayed yeah. and actually you know, <laughs> fought and figured it out. Well, I, w- I was one of the uh, worst fucker-offers. Because after a 3,000-point game, and I don't have my notebook. I can't remember the guy's name, and I feel bad about it, but he he had, it was a 3,000-point Death Guard army with Mortarian, Grave Wardens, Death Shrouds, and a bunch of Land Raiders. And it was that, it was tough was as Tim, hell. Okay. Yeah, uh, was, from Massachusetts. He played Jared as well, I believe. Yeah, okay. yeah. great guy. Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, managed to get the Lion and his posse into combat with Mortarian got pretty much weakened up a little bit by having a Magna Melta from a, ah, crap. Cestus the ship. Assault. What's the, uh, uh, the Ram. Yeah. The Cestus assault Ram did a Magna Melta into the face, <laughs> waking me up a bit, but I uh, managed to get into combat with Mortarian. The line lasted several rounds and I managed to kill Mortarian. But at that same round, the death shrouds finally brought him down. So it was pretty, uh, cinematic fight. But I had a blast, and my mind was just so burnt out after that 3,000-point game. That was the first game I played in weeks, too. And I was like, and I got to set up the podcast. I was like, I got I to take a break. I'm about to go. It's like, oh, man. But it yeah, was it was I, a blast. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get three games in either. Um, moving all those infantry is, oh, man. And then rolling dice for them. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> But the Night Lords did have a good showing while I was out there. Uh, they didn't win any games until they showed up for doubles. But they won, uh, I think, out of every combat they got into in the first day, they lost only two of them. Yeah. I, I did end up losing my game as well, but uh, it was still a pretty awesome game. Had a good time. Yeah, it was fun watching you and Tim play. Um, that was, I mean, because I think it was, what, like a Spartan with a bunch of dudes and Lion was there. Yeah. It's a bunch of dudes. It, it you guys were just slugging it out for a long time. Yeah, no, it was, it was a, awesome. It was fun. You, were, you weren't, you were not the only person who only played one game. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's that was a, that's pretty. I'm used, I'm used to playing like two thousand point games, maybe twenty five hundred. That first three thousand point game, I last three thousand point game was probably, gosh, maybe four or five months ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, you know, last year I did opening salvo, but it was at different points. I think we did 1750 or 15. 
Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It was we did not reach three thousand. We kept, yeah, it was twenty five uh, was the cap, I think. Yep. And I was sitting there thinking, like, why the hell aren't people playing more games? What the hell is happening? And then I realized everybody jumped straight into three. Like, almost without a doubt, every table was three thousand point games, and yeah. you know. They just stretch the legs. Yeah, everybody went for it, um, and it did not help that everybody did happen to have uh, their last secret objective for fifteen victory points was challenge a player who was playing a Primarch and kill that Primarch in a game. Yeah. So everybody was, and all the Primarchs were at least in the three thousand point list. So everybody was mm-hmm. going to try to kill Primarchs, essentially. Yeah, basically. Whew. Yeah. So that was opening salvo. Did how did the uh, Centurion? conflict go do you know any ryan uh it seemed to be really well received it was definitely you know the centurion was run by ty they had and i i didn't get a chance to you know really get into it but um it was more never narrative driven so Mm -hmm. they had cards that they were issued uh throughout the day depending on how they did um they seemed to be having a really good time and it was definitely uh, just a lower key kind of it was not the grind that opening salvo was. It was right. more like, you know, and it was on a set schedule. Opening salvo is cool. I like it because there's no, you get phase updates, um, you know, every two hours. I try to give an update of what's going on in the system and where the traders and loyalists are standing and then any outstanding things or, you know, cool narrative that's been written. Right. Um, but there's no set times for the games. So, you know, you could you can literally show up for check in and then like bounce for two hours and then come back and try to find a game. Um, or some people played a game and then took like a three hour lunch and came back for a second game. Or they some people went and did seminars in the middle of the event and then came back for a second game. So it's really free form, which is kind of nice um, during the convention because sometimes when you've got you know two and a half hours for a game and then you have half an hour for a break in between and then you got to start another game. That can be a bit of a grind. Um, yep. So it is nice to give people the option. The flip side of that is it's like herding cats because you never know <laughs> when people are going to fucking come back. And yeah. But um, opening salvo seemed like, I'm sorry, Centurion seemed like a lot of fun. If I was not running opening salvo, I might have been playing in Centurion. I had um, actually booked for both and didn't realize they were running at the same time until it was too late. Yeah. Um, and if you want, and actually, several people did that uh, on on out of Richmond. Actually, you guys must have been talking to each other about events. <laughs> yeah. uh, but really quick, let me pull up the winners. Sure. Um, so opening salvo, all told, and this was cool because uh, every two hours I was putting it on Facebook when I remembered, and then every two hours I was tabulating victory points. You know, and it was. Uh, at the beginning of the day, the loyalists took a strong lead, I think. And then uh-huh. um, the, no, I'm sorry. The traders took a strong lead and then slowly throughout the day, the loyalists started to get their points back. Um, in opening salvo, there were over 300 points scored by each side. And I think the loyalists ended up having uh, the victory. They took the most victory points, but it was by less than four or five points. So when I say that those last three or four games that were being played uh, by Jared and all those guys, I mean, those points swung it for the Loyalist side. And I think they ended up coming ahead by like four or five points. Um, So the coolest Loyalist 
is actually on the podcast right now. <laughs> Jared Lawson was voted the coolest loyalist by his uh, players, which is pretty cool. For your first Nova, your first event, it was that mustache. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It, it was the mustache. For, for <laughs> those of you who have not seen uh, the incredibly talented Mike DeBolt used his green stuff crafting powers and gave Dorn a West Coast Choppers-esque Fu Manchu. And <laughs> glorious. That's awesome. It really is. He attempted to make Dorn look cool, which is a hard thing. He succeeded, sir. Pulled it off, though. Yep. And then coolest trader was Mark Henry with his World Eaters. Um, which I Did you play Mark as well? That was my first game was against Mark. That's right, because I remember Angron and Dorn were going head-to-head. So oh, that's yeah. Cool. And Mark's a great guy. He's really fun to play. Um, Will Lancaster got best painted for that, for his Iron Hands and Mechanicum. He's not on right now, but they were fantastic. Uh, Nate Taylor got best theme with his White Scars, which the White Scars are what I'm going to aim for. I don't think I'll meet it, but that's what I want to try to do with my scars. And he did up that custom con. And then Mr. Rob Cottrell, Robbie Cottrell got the total package award. So he basically, <laughs> um, he was a cool sportsman. He had some awesomely painted salamanders. Uh, he scored very high on all the player ballots. He scored high across. He didn't, um, he might've actually, no, he didn't quite make it into like the coolest loyalist and best painted, best theme, but he was getting high marks on all of those. So he was the best uh, total package is what we voted him for. Very cool. And then I I had a a number of goodies that I had picked up before the con for uh, various essays. You know, as usual, we we lean heavily into cool essays and stuff. So there are some other people that were not named um, on the official thing that got some cool little takeaways um, for other stuff that they did during the event. Good stuff. I would like to point out one super awesome, consistently great thing across three games was uh, I had one 10-man breacher squad that were just kind of in a rhino chilling. And (laughs) across three games, they each got into a combat that they really should have lost. And because of Dorn's rule where you add D3 to your combat resolution, they either tar-pitted an incredibly powerful squad or swept an incredibly powerful squad. That's awesome. Mark Henry, it was just like one vet and they had two guys left and they just sat there for the rest of the game. But against (laughs) uh, uh, Tim, they like four of them just sat there taking power scythe hits against uh, squad death shroud and just held them there for like four turns and would not die for some reason. I still can't figure it out. I think Tim just had a really bad rolling. (laughs) But, uh, I think the guy's name was Joe. Cool. Uh, the mech player. Oh, what? I think I'm not sure. Um, guy from Philadelphia. He had, uh, he charged me with like a six man Thalax squad with the Ferox heavy chain swords and a Thanatar. And they melt a bomb the Thanatar. So that died. And then held the, uh, Thalax in combat for two turns and then swept them having caused no wounds. They just oh I oh they just get D three from Dorn yeah. and that was it oh I, I won combat by one oh and you failed your your leadership and I swept you it was <laughs> it was kind of stupid but it was <laughs> it was pretty great 
but it was the same squad every time. So, Jaron, how'd you feel after your first day of Nova Open? Tired, extremely tired, but that was some of the most fun I've ever had playing the game. That was badass. I got met three cool. great opponents who were super fun to play with and had beautifully painted armies. Just 10 out of 10. So much fun. Seriously, if you're so listening welcome to Shane playing some of the Richmond guys. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence about Nova, this is my first one. I have zero complaints. So much damn fun. Good stuff. All right. So we'll wrap up Thursday. Well, Stephen, you have anything else to say? Um, well, we did have the uh, the Battlefleet Heresy event after Oh yeah. After we did the podcast. Uh, oh, and you had the podcast too. Yeah, we did That's the podcast. Um, which yeah. Which is uh yeah, it's on the SoundCloud if you haven't heard it yet. Go back, go listen. That's your homework. <laughs> uh, but the Heresy event we held probably around 8 o'clock or so. Maybe a little later than that. Maybe closer to 9. I don't remember exactly. Um, but we expected a turnout of like maybe 4 or 5 people. And by the end of it, there were probably 11 people standing around the tables uh, watching, occasionally rolling some dice, uh, we had a couple of people who just kind of like were passing by, saw it, and had played Battlefleet Gothic before, and immediately gravitated towards it. Um, like, I think Jason and Will were playing a game by themselves, uh, and then while Jason was teaching Will, a third guy whose name, just like everybody else at Nova, invariably escapes me, uh, rolled <laughs> over because he saw it happen, and then, and then every time I would come back, he was him and Will were playing the fleet together, and that was really cool to see. Um, I know Mark uh, Mark Rayleigh played against uh, David or, or David Dennett uh, alongside Jake. Uh, it was a big Blood Angels fleet, and they exterminated us to planet. Uh, Robbie and I took on the Talons of the Emperor Battle Barge, his judgment, in a homebrewed scenario, and killed it at the last turn that we possibly could have before it completed its objective and then warp jumped away. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, that battle barge for being homebrewed is no joke. Uh, it one shot destroyed one of my chaos cruisers and left two of Robbie's cruisers crippled before we finally brought it down. Was that Josh Bruder playing? Yeah, that was Josh playing the uh, playing the battle barge, uh, which was a lot of fun. He had a, he had a good time relearning how to play the game with this super awesome ship. Uh, and then over. Uh, Jason's table. They were doing the above Bellas Coronas, Bellas Bellas Corona scenario, and uh, I still don't know who won that one to this day. I don't know. Records lost to the warp, uh, but we had a whole lot of fun. It was really awesome seeing the turnout, and I think it gave a bunch of people the push to get some battle fleets of their own. Uh, down in the mini market, there was a box labeled Battlefleet Gothic, and when Austin and I first looked into it, it had like probably eight or nine. Uh, chaos and imperial cruisers sitting inside and then there was a tray elsewhere that had a handful of uh, imperial cruisers nicely painted sitting on it and when we went back there after hosting the event every trace of battlefleet gothic models was gone oh wow i didn't even know those were there god damn it yep they were there um but it uh, definitely gave austin and i ideas for next year uh we're gonna try and host another battlefleet heresy event uh, we are in the, process of, in the process of making it big, making it grand, 
and uh, we took some took some leaves out of uh, Nate's book uh, for his big bland stuff to make crazy. So there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. That's cool. I know. Uh, so Will gave me a starter fleet for my white scars, and I will certainly be having my white scars ready to roll next year. Yeah, man. I'll probably paint them up next week. Uh, but that was the uh, that was the heresy event. Good, many successes were had, and miraculously nothing got spilled on the mats. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so yeah, that was uh, wrapping up Thursday on to Friday, which that was Zone Mortalis, I believe, and then the big blam later that night. And Excruciatus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was nuts. That was nuts. That was a long day. So let's see. I think it was uh, myself... I think Steven played in Zone Mortalis. Yep, I played ZM. Jared played Excruciatus. And what'd you do, Ryan? I ran the ZM. Oh, okay. Oh, you ran. Okay. So. Yeah, you know, he's an event TO. No big deal. <laughs> so. Where, where were you? I, <laughs> I was, the guy I was playing was Zone Mortalis. So I was just. Okay. Yeah, I was the one that was like making the announcements and giving you. Mission. Yeah. I, you Sign only him. had to sign I f- with. I, f- I, f- I finished Thursday pretty hard. <laughs> there was a. No, that's fair. There was a lot going on. There, was, there were some walking wounded on Friday. Some early oh, yeah. uh, con casualties. Yeah, it was a bit rough. But let's start with uh, let's start with Jared with the excruciatus because I think you're the only one who played that in this uh, yeah. podcast right yeah. now. So tell us about it. I think I, everybody else, the only one that played it at all in our group. Yeah, else yeah. did some more No, no, Dave played it, and Austin played it. No, Austin was playing ZM with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I thought, okay. Yeah. But Josh maybe, yeah, might Dave, have played did, it. Did, did Robbie play it? I, I don't did. know. There's Keeping track of it, it's... Uh, like right Robbie originally cats. did. He was going to play Excruciatus, and then he swapped over to ZM the morning of. He had a, he had <laughs> He bought both tickets. I got you. He yeah. probably saw the excruciatus like, and I'm just going to pull the ZM right now. Uh, so excruciatus. <laughs> um, yeah. I, tell us about it. You know, the, the event description for those of you that don't know was basically you're going to die. It's going to be brutal, uh, you know, games and, you know, mission specific rules. It's just going to be nasty. Bring the toughest list you possibly can. And me looking at that product, yeah, sure. I'll do a fluffy shattered legions list like an idiot. Um, so we had it was a two two games for that event. Um, I brought shattered legions, iron hands, and raven guard. Um, it was a really strange list. I ran the hammerfall strike force right of war, which is you can't uh, all your vehicles have to be in reserve. Um, so all, my only vehicle is a lightning fighter. It was just a, a weird list. And I was like, this is going to be great or it's going to be terrible. And the first game I did, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a, the land, like four land raiders and a Spartan, uh, all word bearers, just a bunch of Terminators and Galvor back in land raiders. Um, I rolled really well, like stupidly well, you know, blowing up land raiders turn one. And uh, he rolled really bad, like just God awful. He, he, cast endurance on his Galvor back and I denied it with three sixes uh, and oh, and he periled as well on the, the same roll. He just had some awful dice. And uh, so that was a, that was a win. But the second game I uh, was uh, faced a death guard player with like six rapier quad mortars with phosphex and 
20 heavy support missile launcher Marines and another 10 with heavy bolters, master signal and a Typhon, um, which went, uh, predictably, uh, I, I setting up, I was like, man, uh, you, you want me to just start removing my models now? I mean, the, the dice rolls were kind of a foregone conclusion. I did not get tabled. He beat me by, I think only one with victory points. Uh, it was one or two, I forget. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, to lay it out, the Excruciatus was the one. You had to send your lists ahead of time to the yeah. EO, and then you had to rate yourself as far as, uh, what what was it, Jared? Uh, how harsh you thought your list was? Yeah, a scale of one to three. Um, yeah. And, and then they, they did they were they did pairings or they tried to do pairings based off of that. So if you brought your no kidding harsh as fuck list, like you just wanted to be a dick kicker, and you said I'm going to be a dick kicker today, you're going to you're going to play other dick kickers that said the same <laughs> yeah. thing. If you're like I'll put together three thousand points and I just want to have some fun and see how this goes, you'll probably play a more you know chill opponent. Didn't you also have a closer for like? Just such a for like a breaking break glass in case of mega dick kicking. Yeah, there were a few uh, a few super heavies that were on standby. I don't think they had to pull them out. Actually, um, oh, no. I, I was I was wondering. So. I was like, what? I was because I was wondering the whole time what the closes were, but it was super heavies. Yeah, so, it was just gonna be like a hey, here's a new warhound. <laughs> Have fun with that. The, Did, uh, uh, was Borealis Xanthus on that list of closers by chance? I don't know who who's that. Nate's big Psy Titan. No, no, no. It wasn't that. I mean, I can't. No, it was. Uh, I think Dave Dennett brought some of his stuff up and was on on call if needed need be. So definitely, I want to say the uh, toughest list that anybody brought was Joe Lemmy's uh, Titans with Raven Guard list. Yeah. Oh, I think he had in three thousand points. I I want to say two warhounds and then a mess of Raven Guard, kind of mixed in with them. Uh huh. And it, oh, Lord, that was that was just a nasty list. <laughs> oh, I, oh, and uh, two two warhound titans and three knights, and then just a handful <laughs> of Raven Guard kind of tossed in. <laughs> I'll, I'll give credit to Tim. Tim brought two Cestus Rams and his his big Terminator Death Guard list, and I think. Uh, Tim said he lost by just a couple points. It was pretty close, um, but that was—I mean—that was, they were doing full excruciatus. That was a tough ass list. I think his warhound stepped on a vortex mine, like its first movement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even shy of one warhound, that, that's still a uh, a tough list. Yeah, his knights are uh, his knights are pretty rough to run against, uh, yeah. but they look really nice, so you don't feel like too bad about losing to them and i don't know if you've ever like taken a look at them but each of them is personalized to a member of joe's family Mm -hmm. and like the the pilot hatch comes off and there's a a different pilot inside of each of them it's crazy yeah and joe's an awesome guy and it's always a treat when he comes down here from connecticut to come play with us down in richmond he said he's going to be at the isvan game too so uh that's right We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit come announcements but yeah, so Zone Mortalis. Yes. Oh boy. I'll lay it out. I didn't play it. I actually did play one game. 
Um, so I ran the zone at Mortalis. This was the first year we ran a ZM only event. Last year we had it, some ZM wrapped in the opening salvo. Uh, we uh -huh. again had 30 players. Uh, we had 18 tables of zone Mortalis, which was pretty cool. Um, and thousand point games, three games of a thousand points. And then the only other mechanics that we had in here, there were two mechanics, uh, in here, aside from what was in the player pack, first was I believe uh, it was like Death of Engines or something like that. I can't remember what we called it. Essentially, on the Excruciatus table, every time a super heavy died, uh, that affected, you know, if it was a traitor super heavy that died, then a linked table in Zone Mortalis, the loyalist uh, player got to make a roll on the catastrophic damage chart in Zone Mortalis. Um, so that was pretty cool. So that that provided some linked stuff. And then in ZM, um, every game of ZM, there was a central objective, no matter what the game was, where if you held that objective for two consecutive turns uh, without it being contested, you could call in an orbital bombardment for your faction in Excruciatus. So we had some light ties between Excruciatus and Zone Mortalis. Uh, you know, Excruciatus was this massive land battle, and then Excru the Zone Mortalis was a subterranean Zone Mortalis that was occurring uh, at the same time as the, the land battle. So if you guys want to jump in and give a rundown of your games. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. So my first game was against Will with his Mechanicum Zone Mortalis list. I think he was running six Thalax. What's it's not the Domitar. What's the mid one? The Artelax. And uh a Majos. I I'm really terrible with Mechanicum stuff. All I know is they're He had tough a Castleax or two. He had an Arlatax. Right. He had six Thalax and a Magos and maybe another model in there. Ryan was paying better attention than I was, and I was actually playing against him. But uh let's see. Uh, so the first round I had my Dark Angels. I had a Dark Angel Command Squadron. I had a five-man Tartaros Terminator team. And I had a, let's see, I want to say it was 15-man Tactical Squadron. And a uh, quad launcher with shatter shells. And um, let me tell you, a Command Squadron does hella work against Mechanicum. Especially when you put a shit ton of points into your Praetor. Give him the Tyrannic Greatsword. A, let's put it this way. A Strength 6 AP3 weapon in the hands of a Praetor. Instant death is uh, pretty impressive against Mechanicum. Uh, I managed to slay six of his Thalax in one game turn. I charged three of them. Wow. Yeah, I charged three of them. In one squadron, managed to slay all of them with that sword. Then come game turn two, he tried to charge me, and I managed to slay the other three. And so that, in addition to that, with the Castellax and his Magos, that little Praetor, at, he came at 195 points, managed to kill over 700 points worth of Mechanicum. Clap, 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 clap. It was, it was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, the all attacks managed to swing around, just uh, eat up my other units, but in the end, I'm pretty sure I won that game. Yeah, I can't remember what the game oh, you objective. Definitely won that game. Yeah, 
but unfortunately, Will's Mechanicum, aside from being beautifully painted, mm-hmm. uh, drew a lot of attention that day. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> it's a scary it's looking list. Bullets, right? I'm I'll tell you, if I didn't have that uh, Praetor with me, I'd been really scared of that list. But um, let's see, the second game uh, brought me back down to uh, humbly. <laughs> I played against a guy who had Sons of Horus, and I feel bad because I forget his names again. Yeah, had Sons of Horus, he had a bunch of... Was, just, it, was it Robert, the guy who has his wings on his lightning backwards? No, no, no. This guy had... um, Dude, calling him out on the podcast? <laughs> his lightning looks awesome because the wings are backwards. It looks like a strike fighter. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, now, he had a uh, 10-man just staring squadron and a 10-man pl- plasma support squadron. He was playing an attack list, and that was brutal when you have, even with two-up armor, like, it just chewed right through me. <laughs> it was it was pretty that was, rough. That, that was Rob. Plasma cannons, you said? Yeah, that's Rob. He's from Maryland. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Red, red beard. Yeah. Uh, red beard. I don't remember Red Beard. Or a, uh, him and Bo were both wearing bridesmaid fanny packs. No, 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 no. This was someone. It wasn't Rob. No, no, no. It was a different, different guy. You can't see me, but I'm giving you a side eye. I'm pretty sure it was Rob. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I remember him playing Joe, and he had the same plasma support squad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It it was not Rob. I would have, I would have known it was if it was Rob. Okay. He had a plasma cannon heavy support no, squad, not a plasma support squad. No, yeah, he had pla- it was plasma guns. It wasn't plasma cannons. Oh, I thought I heard you say cannons. No, not Rob. No. And he was uh, given yeah. side eye now. Yeah. <laughs> he he chewed right through my terminators and command squadron, so it was a pretty rough game. It was definitely uh, humbled after that one. But uh, my third game was uh against Joel Moon, who had also brought some dark angels and they were awesome, awesome little army. He had uh, three termites. Well, I don't think he played all three. No, I think he just played one termite in the zone mortalis. And uh, it was a pitched battle the entire time. My command squadron was doing work, but he was managing to keep his gun line fairly well placed. Uh, Started to soak him up on an assault. When it got to the end, uh, the game we played was War of Lies. We were tied up to the end, and he was on one objective. I was on another. He got plus one point, and I managed to lose one point. So he ended up winning uh, winning by two. But it was a fantastic game. Joel is pretty awesome. I think his Instagram is Mortian7th, if you want to check out some of his awesome stuff. Yeah, that's him. He is. He's a cool dude, and he paints beautifully. His Dark Angels were looking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 1010 would definitely play him again. Just a awesome sport to play with. But those are my three games. Well, um, mine started with an honor duel against Austin. Uh, and um, in true fashion, he did not hold back against me and brought two Tin Man <laughs> squads of Death Sworn with a murder praetor. Mm. Mm, yeah, I brought a big block. Uh, I brought six Galvorbach, my fantastic Marigal Dreadnought, and a block of um, tactical marines. I had a chaplain, I had a Diabolist. And um, it started off pretty strong. I furied of the Legion, his uh, Praetor to death, just boltered him down in the doorway. Yeah. He tried to pull a Hodor. Uh, it didn't really work. (laughs) 
or maybe it did work. I don't know. But um, that was the last minute that the game was going well for me. <laughs> uh, I decided that my attacker list was going to be super aggressive, and I was going to summon demons. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm never doing that again. Oh. Uh, Austin uh, very cleverly positioned his death sworn in such a way that I could not get through the walls to get them into combat with the Marigal. Um, and so he just kept harvesting victory points off of my summon of demons who can barely put up a fight against Deathsworn. Uh, I butchered one squad down to uh, one Deathsworn who continued to live on, and then the other squad maybe lost one or two Deathsworn over the course of the match. But needless to say, Austin won that one. Uh, it was was a little upsetting. Um, my second game made up for it. I was against an Iron Warriors player. Um whose name, like everybody else, I can't remember. Uh, he ran Tyrants, some Terminators, and some Dreadnoughts. And I think that game was more a win for me due to his poor rolling than any actual semblance of skill on my <laughs> part. Uh, he had some pretty atrocious rolling. He brought the Marigal down to one hull point and just could not finish it off. Uh, he had a box dread charge in against two Marigal, or to uh, Galvorbach and the Chaplain, which in theory would kill all of them, and missed every swing. Uh, so then the Dark Martyr just like cracked him open with his power fist, and ran away with the victory. Um, so, that one was... I'm aware that, uh, that I got really lucky on that one. Uh, but my third game was really cool, and I'm sure you've probably heard of it already, because I know I wasn't... I wouldn't stop talking about it. While I was at Khan, uh, it was against an Imperial Fist player, and my six gal Vorbach backed up with a Diabolist, and this is no exaggeration, soloed his entire army. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, it helped that they had Endurance, uh, but they <laughs> every single model that I killed on that table was killed by the gal Vorbach. Wow. And I, ta- and I tabled him. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, those gal Vorbach took on a Cordis Dread, a squad of Hammer Shield Terminators, uh, Breachers, a Delegatus, a Tactical Squad, and a Flamer Squad, and just tore through all of them. That guy pulled me aside later and asked me to uh, redeem his honor. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good to it was good to actually win against an Imperial Fist player for once. I definitely didn't make that up just now. Did he? Did he ask you to to regain his honor? Yes, he, uh, yeah, it, it, it happened. You can't prove it didn't happen. So I see it's going to happen. That's well, uh, can't find I, fault in that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Can't, I, I can't say it didn't happen, but, uh, otherwise Zone Mortalis is really fun for me. I really, I really enjoy the Zone Mortalis games. The, uh, it feels like the movement phase means a little bit more deployment is a little more, there's some more depth to that. Um, than in Frontline, where you just kind of deploy and then throw yourselves at each other, uh, which is always fun, don't get me wrong, but Zone Mortalis has a little more, like, guile to it. For sure, yeah. Did you guys uh, take advantage of any of the stratagem? I, uh, Austin did. I got a stratagem used against me pretty hard, uh, because in my eternal quest to redeem them, my Galvorbach charged into one of his uh, Deathsworn squads, I was like, I got them. They're mind held. They're down to weapon skill one. I got these guys. And he's like, all right, breach your charge. And we, I, I just kind of stopped doing what I was doing. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Uh, 
my, my stratagem is a, is a preacher charge. Have a strength 10 blast, homie. And just <laughs> five gal Vorbach evaporated. Were you using stratagems when he did that to you? Yeah, I was, but I chose poorly. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that was one aspect. Uh, I used those cards from GameCraft and uh, the same ones you have, Jesse. Which I think uh, some players, usually uh, what I noticed was the first game, most players didn't touch them. Uh, a few who were savvy did. And then as the day progressed, people would come up and grab their, um, they would pick their stratagems, which was a fun thing because we had it at the EO table. And so the two players would come up, grab their stuff. Uh, we had some custom-made stratagems ready to go. And then obviously there's a bunch that you don't actually need models for. Yeah, Austin converted up three really cool squads of Void Gangsmen. He did. I was really appreciative of that. I had he did those, and then Bo did uh, three demolition bots as well. And I take it nobody killed your Praetor with a demo bot. Correct. Yeah. So they're fun stratagems. Stratagems add a, a nice uh, layer of complexity to the game if you and your opponent like are willing to go that route. Yeah. I think they'd be pretty awesome in like a smaller, more, a lot heavier narrative, like serious campaign or something. I think they'd work out really, really well too. There too. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so yep. anything? Oh, and I, did you have a, any other games? No, I played those three. Are you yeah, so I, I got to play games. one game as a ringer. And so I got to f- play my white scars, which was the first game with my white scars. I was really unlucky. I played a super nice guy, Sam Stapleton, playing Dark Angels, who was running a box dread talon, three dreads, and it was brutal against my jump a pat, yeah. jump salt list. Um, I did manage to take two of those down with crack grenades, but everything else pretty much died and ran. Um, but it was fun. It was fun to actually play an army that you have only painted. Yeah, we kept meaning to get in a game with the Night Lords and the Scars, but then stuff kept getting in the way. I know, I know. That was my best but game soon. of convention. Soon. Soon, my friend. Um, so on the ZM side, we had, again, a Loyalist win. Um, I should have mentioned that Shadow Raids was a Loyalist win as well. For best theme, we had Jason Flynn. Um Jesus Christ. I'm just looking at the winners of all these events, and I'm seeing a lot of Richmond guys. So best theme was Jason Flynn. Uh, I think he was playing Thousand Sons. Yeah. And then we had um, best sportsman was Will Lancaster because his beep boops got completely fucked the whole (laughs) event. (laughs) Apparently it was still really fun to play. He broke the meta and showed that Mechanicum are not completely broken, and they can, in fact, be broken. And then we had best painted was Jake English with his Blood Angels. And John T.S. Dresser was Mr. Stephen Campbell. Yeah. He rocked rocked the uh, suit in the morning, and then he was rocking the the tie and dress-up shirt. This was the seller soiree, so players who decided to show up dressed up um, got something throughout the day. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I could barely wear that sports jacket throughout the day. It, it gets warm down there in the gaming hall. It certainly does. But Steven took it like a champ. Once I took off the jacket, um, it was it was much more tolerable. Took off the jacket, oh, yeah. rolled up the sleeves. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, I can breathe again. There you go. 
All right, let's uh, let's go through uh, the big blam, and then we'll take a break. How's that sound? Sure. Sounds good. I was not there. All right. I know myself, Jared, and Steven. Steven was there, right? Yeah. I had my knights and my warhounds and my tanks. Yep. Um, was I there? Yeah, you were yeah, in you fact were the, the, uh... you were the general of the loyalist side. <laughs> was that a legitimate question? No. <laughs> because you were uh, it was you were pretty far gone by the end of the night. <laughs> it, it held me command. That's right. It was, so no, it was glorious. So uh, for those who may be out of the know, uh, the Big Blam is more or less the giant apocalypse game for 30k that is run by Nate of the Grain Legion. Um, it's, it's a, just a night of hilariousness, super heavy Titans. I think, God, how many, how many warlords were there? Had to be like six or seven, I think, if not more, I think, uh, I think nine. Holy crap. So yeah. Which is actually less than last year. If I recall, there were like, no, there were only five or six last year. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure really? this was the biggest. Ah, Steven, there were, there were six warlords. Initially there were five. But Nate brought his on to help the traders because y'all were sucking so bad. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have as much money to throw at Titans as the Loyalists. <laughs> yeah. Stop being poor. We're a humble bunch, us traders. No, no you are not. <laughs> lie. But, yeah. So, let's see. We had uh, Jared was the team captain for the Loyalists. And uh, another Richmond 30K guy, Brian, he ran the trader side and had a roll-off. I will yeah. say. True. True. Uh, rolled off with giant inflatable D6s. Uh, Loyalist managed to get first turn. And uh, it was a. Uh, after that, everything. Once once the game starts with Nate cracking open a cold one, it uh, it gets blurry from there, to be honest. It does, <laughs> it does uh, degenerate pretty quick into a drunken fracas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some would say um, it's a bad idea to have dozens of drunk people play around thousands of dollars worth of miniatures, but for some reason it, it works out in the end. We all, I think we only had one casualty the entire night, which was um, my night Atropos, unfortunately. Mm. Although, I didn't know that. to be fair, it didn't get knocked over. It got, like, just barely nudged and then just <laughs> fell apart. It's like, and I'm done. It, like, it's, it's legs popped out of their sockets. Uh, <laughs> one of the arms fell. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a penetrating hit looks like. Yeah, It was your um, poor workmanship, really, more than you, anything. You built that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You built that night, and I bought it from you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. It, uh, but it did kill a Reaver before it went down. <laughs> well, that's awesome. In close combat. Yeah, Dorn was sticking around in his giant castle for... The entire game and his AV. Yeah, hid in the same castle the whole time. Just he didn't need to. We were doing so well. Was it was a fight. <laughs> and his AV fifteen bunker just blasting stuff with his turbo laser. So, uh, the list I brought, I, I own no titans and no knights. So I brought a Primus readout and thirty-eight deep striking terminators and thirty breachers and couple leviathans i just brought everything and to their credit they uh they made themselves known in a game that was dominated by super heavies they did surprisingly well i gotta say it was like hey (laughs) here's one turn where uh we you know stuff's going down walk away for a minute to get some more skippy come back turn twos rolled around and suddenly terminators everywhere (laughs) 
Well, now David deal with these assholes. The whole like right side of the board. David had his titans were basically facing. It, it had to be twenty thousand points of stuff. I was like, uh, Dave's titans lasted way longer than they should have. Yes. Oh yeah, great. What, what was the um? Did anyone get the final count of for points of how many points were on the table? Ryan, do you know? Uh, I believe it was something like 94 or 96. I'm not 100% sure on that. Still pretty damn impressive. Last year we had 74 or 75, if I remember correctly. Wow. So, yeah, um, like I said, it turns into a blur, but I believe at the end the uh, the traders managed to just eke out a small sliver of victory. So just Just barely. Right. Of note, um, this was the first year that this happened. The big blam was happening. I I went home for a little bit, and then I came back around nine o'clock. So the big blam was well underway, and I was pleasantly surprised to see what we are affectionately calling the big blam rejects. It was a mega battle taking place, not in the main mega battle, but over by the EO side. There's like ten dudes from Massachusetts, Maryland, Pennsylvania. They were just having. They were throwing down like three thousand point armies, and they just did a big mega battle. That's they were awesome. getting super shitty drunk, and it was so fun to watch. That sounds fun too. Yeah, they were. They were at times. They were louder than the big blam guys. Oh yeah, they were. It was chanting. pretty awesome. They were chanting, uh, chanting a lot, and they actually <laughs> yeah. continued that uh, into the next night. Some hilarious effects. Yeah, we had some really cool moments in the blam, though. Um, <laughs> Robbie is my personal. Favorite as far oh as my the blam story. I goes. saw all he, of that. That was awesome. Robbie decided that he was going to roll big and joined the traitor side. Brought nothing but mastodons and fire drakes and terminators, and held down an entire table by himself against titans and knights. It was nuts. His fire drakes, I think, claimed what five super heavy kills. Mm, yeah. Uh, two among or three knights, a reaver, yeah. and a warhound, I believe. Yeah, I was about to say, including, among them, including a reaver. Just all the same squad, too. Like, they didn't, they just kept going. It's yeah, it was, it was pretty entertaining to watch. I, I happened to walk by when that was happening. I was like, what the hell is it? What are these guys doing? He's like, oh, well, they've killed their second knight, and they're about to charge this warhound. It's like, holy shit, man. They're making their points. Yeah, and then uh, Manny was in charge of most of our super heavy tanks. And just sitting there handing out volcano cannon shots like candy. That was actually a huge concern for us because you had, I think, three falchions and a Valdor. Yeah, three falchions. Which only one of the warlords got a shock pulse, which we were deeply proud of. That was a that was a, a high priority target. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, Horus fell to Lehman Russ, which was pretty pretty stinking epic. I actually saw for the first time uh, a super, not a super heavy, a um, suborbital wing, suborbital strike wing, three lightnings. Uh, I saw them fail to kill something. Oh, wow. They uh, rolled in and unloaded everything they had at the Stormbird that had just come on. And I think the Stormbird just basically laughed at them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was definitely a good time had by all, I think. Indeed. And the Skippy did flow. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, I think we're going to take a break right now, and we'll uh, talk about Saturday morning. Did any of y'all drink that moonshine? Uh, yes. Are you talking about the holy water? Yeah, the Portuguese holy water. Oh, oh Jesus man. Christ! 
that, I that thought I was, was gonna die. <laughs> as soon as I uh, as soon as I downed it, I was like, "This was a mistake." Oh, I immediately my my fucked upness jacked up a few notches. I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got one drink of that. Swore that I would not drink anymore. Lost thirty <laughs> minutes, and then when I like came to, I had another cup of it in my hand. <laughs> oh shit! You had two like, cups. No, what are you doing, you fool? Basically, <laughs> I was. I just. I lost thirty minutes. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to tell you, Stephen. But uh, I, don't, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> but with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, so uh, rolling into, welcome back, by the way, to everyone listening, uh, rolling into Saturday was the Bromance Bash. Sweet, sweet bromance. Hey, and Steven's back. So, um, but yeah, so myself and Will were a team. I had my Dark Angels. He had his uh, Iron Hands, and uh, we did a pretty good job, actually. I think we won every single game we played. Um. And my mind just went blank all of a sudden. Let's see. We played against a Thousand Suns slash Word Bearers team. That was a rough game. Speak of that. Uh, so Asking for a friend. Yeah. Are you talking through your phone now, I think? Walking the dog? No, I got my headset in. Or my headset on. That's what oh, I'm... okay. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So our, our first game was... Um, Night Lords and Sons of Horus. And that was with Rob. The Rob that we all know and love. Um, Rob, see, I guess his uh, partner had to leave out early for an emergency. So uh, there's this guy. And I feel bad. I feel I can't remember names for the life of me. And my notebook's You played gone. Matt. Matt has okay. literally never played. It, he wasn't. But he was a uh, it was yeah. a great sport about it's it. one of those buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Collins. Um, I hope me and, uh, me and Will kind of talked him through the game and everything and had, had a good time. And I hope he had a good experience. Uh, we ended up winning, but it wasn't a beat face, complete smashdown. but I'm hoping that, uh, his interest has peaked and will, uh, be a player in the future. I believe he will be awesome. Yeah. Bo and I have been trying to get him to drink the Warhammer Kool-Aid for a while, <laughs> but so, yeah. That was the first game. The second game was against the team Psychic Shenanigans, which were Bearers and Thousand Sons. Uh, a lot of Psychic Shenanigans, but um, that that mission was very difficult too because the way that mission worked out, no tanks of any type were allowed on the field. Oh yeah, the trees. That was rough for myself because I had a pretty uh, vehicle-intensive uh, group, but uh, we managed to eke out a victory there as well. I managed to push through at the last minute and uh, my Praetor and his command squadron again, pulled out the day and managed to kill the, um, God, what's the thousand sons, uh, terminators to the Kenatai blade segment segment managed to get them out of our, uh, out of our area for a few extra victory points and managed to eke out a win. Uh, Zardu Lilac. Is that his name? The word Layak. there? Layak. Uh, yeah, he managed, <laughs> uh, he managed to uh, summon two swarms of demons, but also blew his head up because of it. So, good well, job, Zardu. He, he periled? Oh, yeah, he periled big time. Did he peril on sixes? Yes. 
Oh, man. Poor Zardu. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be the only one who can summon demons safely. <laughs> no, he uh, no, he paid for it dearly. Oh, man. Power has a price. That's right. And uh, that was a fun game. And then our third game was against uh, the team. This is fine. Uh, they had Night Lords and uh, Sons of Horus. They were very, um, it was very infantry heavy. The Sons of Horus gave Will a run for his money on one corner, and the, and the, um, the Night Lords more or less were dealing with me on the other side. But uh, we managed to pull through and eke out another victory. And it was a blast. Like we had fun with all of our teams that we played against, and uh, it was a very positive experience. Well, that's well, I guess good. You, oh, go ahead. I know I'm just talking. Hey, Jared, didn't you play doubles? That I did, Stephen. Um, so my partner for doubles was Pat, which uh, Pat and I have never done a game together, like in any capacity, uh. even a mega battle. <laughs> Hi, Henry. <laughs> Uh, and we brought completely different armies. I brought Raven Guard. He brought uh, Sons of Horus. And they were completely, uh, just on paper, I was like, you know, we'll just roll some dice, see how this goes. On the board, they were amazing. We won yeah. three solidly. Um, I brought two fully kitted out, almost nearly at capacity. I think one was 20, one was 18 tax squads. Then a Dark Fury squad. A Leviathan Dreadnought, a Contemptor Cordish Dreadnought, and a Praetor in a Jump Pack. Um, Pat brought uh, 10 Justaran Terminators and two different Dread Claws, and then a 10-man squad of Reavers. And uh, his Unicorn list basically dropped the Reavers for, uh, oh, what are they called? The Knight St Styrix? Styrix? Uh, one uh, of the Styrix. Fancy Mechanicum Knights. Um, yeah. First game... We fought uh, Tim and uh, another guy, I can't remember his name. He, he played Traitor Ultramarines. And it was a super cool army theme. They played like destroyers and everything was painted like black with blue accents. That's, that's uh, I Phil. want to say Rob, Rob's no, army. Tim and Phil. Yeah, it was Phil. You're right. Um, it was a super themey army, but it was really unique. It was a ton of fun, but a solid victory for us. Um, we played this is fine as well. And again, they super fun to play with. They didn't roll well at all. Their reserves, they had 20 deep striking night Raptors and deep striking, uh, just staring squad, but their rolling sucked. And most of their reserves didn't come in until turn three. And I think the reaver, the night Lords didn't come in until turn four and they just deep struck right around my, you know, 40 tacticals and dark fury squads. And, just got eaten piecemeal because I could charge them before they could get an assault off uh, when they deep struck. But again, super fun games. Great, uh, great time. And, and just Pat, I, I will mention his one lonely just there and clinched us like five victory points. He had one guy left in the squad and was fighting 20 tech Marines and uh, somehow survived two rounds of combat, making all his armor saves. And cause that that squad to flee off the board. So we had some pretty good dice rolling helping us. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Our third game, our third game was just amazing. We had, uh, it was against an all drop assault word bears and world eaters. list. So 
you know, extremely <laughs> Shadow Crusade fluffy. And, yeah. uh, and man, the Dark Furies just plowed through. They they ate a squad of uh, Red Butchers. They got assaulted by an assault squad with a chaplain. They killed them. Then uh, they fought a squad of Yao Vorbach and a Praetor with Endurance. And it took Hats uh, just there and helping, but one round of combat and they, they were all gone. I mean, it, it, I mm-hmm. was really, really, really surprised at how well they did. Uh, but just a, that was an amazing... Gal Vorbach with endurance are no joke. Oh, yeah. They are. They weathered a ton of wounds, but we just had so many. And uh, <laughs> rolled that special ability for that game that gave us Praetor Rage and uh, um, Hatred, which was a huge buff, because he would just run those with the Dark Furies as well. So we had two Praetors and a Dark Fury squad, which is just, whew, unfriendly. That's, I believe the word you're looking for is rude. It was. <laughs> it was brutal. Impolite. But yeah, good times. That was a fantastic event. Brian, did you do any doubles? I did, yeah. Um, so I played Death Guard. I played with a buddy of mine up here in Maryland. Uh, he's a relatively new player. He's never played at Nova before. Um, Phil. So he has a beautiful Death Guard army. Um, and I have an okay-looking Death Guard army. And he's playing Pride of the Legion with a bunch of vet squads, uh, mostly in Rhinos, but he's got one Machine Killer vet squad and a Termite. And then I took what probably most people would consider a dick list. Um, I took one vet squad in a rhino with a Delegatus in that same rhino. And then I took two Contemptor Talons of two Contemptors each and a Leviathan Dreadnought. So I had five Dreads, Attack Squad (laughs) in a rhino, and a Delegatus in a rhino. Oh, keep in mind that Delegatus also gives up a victory point if killed. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That helps. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so... The I had uh, talked to Todd Sherman. Uh, Todd Sherman and Brad Kramer. So Todd has the Raven Guard that always do really well. In fact, if you look at the Nova Facebook page, I think he got like third place from Army Painter. He got uh, you know Capital Palette for his Raven Guard Leviathan Dreadnought. Like beautifully painted army, right? And he was yeah. playing with Brad Kramer from Pennsylvania, who was running a beautifully painted Salamander's army. And so I had challenged them, and we were setting up and everything. And Phil, my partner, happens to have a fell blade, and that was our special unicorn. And Todd also had a fell blade. And uh, we're sitting there, and we're setting up normally. And I was like, guys, you both have fell blades. I know it's the first game, but let's fucking play with these fell blades because, you know, why not? Where else are you going to have a fell blade duel in a doubles game? So we, we whipped out our special unicorns on both sides and the, the fell blades deployed opposite each other and proceeded to just shoot the shit out of each other. Uh, we did end up killing Todd's fell blade, the machine killer vets, and my shooting on the first round stripped seven hull points off a of fell blade. Um, then it took like two more rounds to actually finish it off. But that was an awesome game, super fun. I think we only played three rounds on that um, because we were talking more than we were playing probably. <laughs> It happens. Yeah. Uh, round two, we played uh, Bo and Race. We had challenged them, and they just got completely, completely screwed by that um, forest mission. Oh, yeah. Um, Bo was playing like a heavy mechanized um, Emperor's Children list, and Race was playing Day of Revelation, 
Blood Angels. So all of racist stuff was coming in and basically getting like summarily destroyed by my walkers because they <laughs> were not affected by that special rule. Right. Um, only tanks were. So my walkers were basically just standing there waiting for these assault marines to jump in. They would kill them. And then by like turn three or four, um, Bo's stuff started showing up, but they had kind of been picked apart by then. And then turn three, um, this was the game where you could choose to betray your opponent or betray your player or teammate. Uh-huh. So basically, it was a choose your own adventure, which was totally <laughs> awesome. Basically, everybody sets up normally. And if any one person decides they want to betray their teammate, then you play a different mission than everybody else. And uh, yep. we we had set up all three of the players at the table were like, oh, we want to just play. Let's do whatever. And I was just standing there. I was like, no, I can't let this happen. So I betrayed my <laughs> oh. betrayed my <laughs> Phil, <laughs> which he, no hard feelings or anything. Um, it ended up being a super fun game against Dave Robinson, Robinson and uh, Matt Morasco. And this was the game where uh, the narrative... If you guys remember the narrative write-ups for um, doubles had to do with the Electro Ferret. Oh, yeah. Uh, So my Contemptor was the one that was basically completely uh, fucked by this random Electro Ferret toaster who happened to do like over two rounds of combat, um, seven haywire hits to my Contemptor. And my Contemptor just sat there and could not (laughs) do anything. To, uh, to bring people up to speed. So during this uh, bromance event, there was a special die that you received and there was a little creature on each of these six on each side of the die. And at the start of the game, everyone rolls a die and whatever icon you roll up, you got that creature and each creature had their own stats and you played it as an additional NPC throughout the game. And uh, there, meant, there was plenty of shenanigans to be had by everything. Yeah, if you ever get to play in one of Mark Rayleigh's events, Mar- Bromance Bash is like Mark's event. Um, expect like, uh, well, uh, the Ty and Nate also have lots of shenanigans, but um, Marks are probably the most off the wall shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, I so you know yeah it was it was silly it was fun everybody had a great time, um, and yeah I mean it was super awesome it was Phil's first event at Nova. Uh, he only came out for the day. He had a great time. We ended up getting uh, Best Sportsman, which I had never actually gotten anything. I, I've been going for three years. I've never gotten anything for playing. Never needed to, but um, that was like a big shock, and I was super pleased about that. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was. I, I love Bromance Bash is like, that is a super fun event because you get to partner with somebody, and it's usually just... A lot of people shit talking, and I think um, it's the funnest event at the con. Yeah, I th- I think a lot of people have a fond place for it because it's just yeah. the number of times I've went to play a game of bromance, and then we play like two or three rounds because we spend more time talking than playing. It <laughs> happens pretty frequently. Yeah. Well, Robbie and I teamed up again for um for bromance, my Night Lords and his um, solo auxilia, and wouldn't you know it. Our very first game was against Austin and Josh, <laughs> who, uh, for those of you who might remember, won the Bromance Bash overall last year. Uh, Robbie and I got second place. 
Um, but <laughs> Mark was calling out the teams, and he called out our team, and he called out Josh and Austin's team, and Robbie and I looked at each other and just like put our hands over our faces like, oh, no. <laughs> um, amongst other things, their list includes four Medusas. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I spent the first three turns being denied cover saves and armor saves. <laughs> I, was, I was just dying in droves. Um, and those goddamn clams. Those clams killed <laughs> nine of my night lords. Holy shit. <laughs> and twice they killed the last dude of a squad as he made a last minute dash for an objective. Collectively, those clams uh, lost me five victory points. Wow. I hate clams. Um, my whole army now has hatred clams. <laughs> um, but it was, a, it was a rough, really rough game. Uh, the first target that Josh and Austin targeted was Robbie's Bombard, which if you've ever seen one of Austin's armies, uh, his militia army, you know that it contains AP3 heavy bolters and LAS cannons. And he had put them both in the same building on two different levels. So the Bombard could have just dropped one shot, leveled the whole building, and killed all of them at once. Uh, and the first thing they did was shoot the Bombard, penetrating hit, Weapon destroyed, Bombard cannon. And from that, Robbie and I just knew it was going to be a really, really hard game. Uh, and it was. In typical fashion, Josh and Austin did not make it easy. Uh, but we did end up pulling the win out at the last minute by three victory points. Good stuff. Yeah, the last turn was just like a careful, meticulously planned movement phase. And then crossing our fingers that I could get into assaults with Austin's infantry and not get butchered by crazy mortals with bayonets. But I did it. That's a good team name. Crazy mortals with bayonets. Yeah. Their team name this year was a uh, mortal madness <laughs> twice. The, or what did he say? Twice the mortals, twice the casualties. <laughs> um, but it was a really, really rough game, but we did win. And uh, for that, I am pleased. Um, but Josh and Austin put up a good fight as they always do. Oh yeah. Our second game was against uh and this I was we were super glad to play this one uh, against Joe and his um his cousin uh Ron. They were doing Raven Guard and uh, Custodians. And that was a ton of fun. Uh Joe infiltrated his Raven Guard up 18 inches at the start of the game, so I jumped <laughs> 12 and then charged 6. Oh man. Uh, needless to say, the Ravens did not have a good first turn, uh, and the Custodians just plodded towards the Solar Auxilia line, getting shot the whole way. Uh, we won that one, which was pretty nice. Um, and then our third game was against another Custodian player and an Ultramarines player. It was Ty with his really nice Sisters of Silence army, and... Mm, Evan, I want to say his name was, with an Ultramarines army. And uh, that was basically just two separate games being played on opposite ends of the table, uh, yeah. nominally, on with two different people on the same side. That was kind of how uh, Wills and I, our game went. Yeah. Um, but I was up against the Ultramarines player who was running an artillery list. It was uh, those Terminators with the crazy rocket launchers. It was a Scorpius, and it was quad launchers. 
and I think he reduced my army to probably 65% on the first round of shooting. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, but his folly was not killing me all in turn one uh, because he was deployed 18 inches away from me. So I jump packed up 12 and charged six and uh, reaped a bloody, bloody toll of ultramarines. Uh, that was that was the kill point mission, I recall. Uh, he got three kill points off of me, and I got 11 off of him. Huh. So I got my revenge. Felt good. Felt real good. Good stuff. Yeah, I think that was the theme for not just this event, but pretty much the whole weekend, is there were a lot of really brutal games that you would have thought would have really crazy point swings. And there was a lot of tie points or... You know, we played for three hours, beat the shit out of each other. I got one victory point, he got two. <laughs> like, it didn't... That, yeah. that was, And if you look at where the events swung, like, it was pretty much a draw over the whole thing um, the entire weekend. I think the Loyalists, you know, had one more event win, but there are so many games that you would have thought would have been, like, 15 to 2, and it right. being, like, 5 to 5. Okay. Well, that was fun. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, so that was Saturday. And um, Sunday was the wrap-up. Sunday was uh, Will's strike team event, which I wish he was here, but he's just, yeah, he's not here. That's fine. Record <laughs> loss to the void. Yeah. Um, much smaller event. Most people were hungover from Saturday night, understandably so. Party hard. But uh, a lot of people, I think, there was a couple, maybe like two dozen people, maybe a little bit more that showed up to the strike team event. And uh, um, yeah, we had more than I thought we would. It was probably yeah. 16 or 18. I would think. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic time. That was my first time even playing a strike team of game ever, but uh, I did surprisingly well. I was pretty happy with how it turned out. And um, yeah, it was just a blast. Like everybody had a good time. We actually managed. Uh, Will pulled everybody aside. It's like, look, you know, if we push through and skip lunch break, we can get wrap this all up by one o'clock. And everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. So we managed to each game last like 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what you played. And it was, it was a blast. I yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, I played those same things for, or I just played the same missions for Will a couple months ago when Maryland did a strike team event. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got to play Joe, Joe Leamy. Had an awesome time. Um, we both wrote our narrative thing, and they both uh, <laughs> he ended up reading off both of us. It was it was different perspectives of the same thing. That's I, cool. Yeah, I got to play my word bearers. Um, played Joe, played John Fisher and his Ultramarines. Ultramarines. So we had an underworld Kalth uh, matchup, and then I played Duncan from up here in Maryland and played some Mechanicum and got. So the first two games, yeah. I actually tabled both my opponents. Um, oh wow! I didn't win the second game. I still got tabled, uh-huh. um, or I tabled him, and then the last game I got tabled yeah, okay. against like five Thalax and a Magos. My twelve ward bearers just crumpled like paper. But it was an awesome event, um, and I was really impressed. I was telling Will when it came time to vote. You know, everybody had all their stuff laid out. It was mm-hmm. really hard to vote on best theme, best painted. Um, I know you took out best theme, and I, I actually voted for you on best theme because I, I think so. I, that was my first ever award at an event too, and I was really damn happy about it. Pretty proud of that. Now they 
they looked awesome, man. And the Thanks. you were playing um, what what was it? It was a um, Imperium Secundus theme, Ruin Storm, with a few That's Blood right. Angels, a few Ultramarines, and some Dark Angels. And uh, allowed me to stretch my creativity a little bit because that was the first time I ever painted Blood Angels and the Ultramarines and had a blast doing it. And again, big Dark Angels fan here. So it was kind of cool to incorporate that into it as well. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was kind of Will's intent with it was, you know, you run, you do something a little bit different. You do something different in the hobby. You're talking 12 models max. And there were some really fantastic looking stuff that showed up. Yeah. But yeah, it was just left early on Sunday. So (laughs) yeah, I I think most people did, which can't blame them too. It's, it's a long hike back to Richmond. Yeah. Especially if you're literally hiking. (laughs) Had to carry my Warhound over my head. (laughs) But yeah, that Labor Day traffic's no joke. I just flew in from Richmond and boy, my arms are tired. (laughs) But I think, uh, I think Joe Leamy took the best sportsmanship. The best appearance was uh, Walker Smith, another uh, Richmond guy. He had this beautiful World Eaters army painted up. Yeah, I voted for him. They were awesome. And yeah. I don't think he, he hasn't played with you guys yet, has he? No. Um, on Facebook, but he hasn't actually showed up to an event yet. Yeah, he... I didn't even know one. Walker played 30K. He was doing Dark Angels for a while, but I guess the, the project never went through in its entirety. But uh, yeah, I think he painted up those World Eaters just for the Strike Team event. And they looked gorgeous. And, uh, yep. And Will's uh, Hungover Hero Award went to uh, Duncan, which you, I think you played against, Ryan. He's a. That's right. Yep. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yes, he is. So I think that wrapped up. Uh, yeah. That pretty much wrapped up our Nova events. It was an awesome time and look forward to next year. Yeah, me too. We're already planning events. So. Oh, yeah. And with that, uh, We'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll go into announcements, talk about the upcoming events and we'll wrap it up from there. Sound good? Bye. All right. Do not rush me. Oh God, (laughs) he did it again. All right. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, we're going to run through some announcements, some upcoming events, and then we're going to call it a night. So let's see. Coming up in October, if I can pull the page up, we have over at Battlegrounds in Richmond, Virginia, the Istvan 5 narrative event, which if you went to the Master of Mankind event last year, you know it's a very um, – Streamlined, fun event where you can just come in, play, and uh, we try to keep everything as close to the storyline as possible. So if you do have legions that are applicable to the storyline, bring them in. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Let me see if I can't find the freaking date, Jesse. (laughs) 20 October. Yep, October 20th. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, let's see, coming November 11th is the conquest of Ariana Forge. This is Dave Dennett's uh, return to Super Heavy Titans. And just a, just an all-out brawl battle with Titans. Um, this one's going to be a little bit different. We're actually going to try out 8th edition rules for this one, which, um, in my opinion, is kind of exciting because if you've ever seen the 8th edition rules for Titans, it's pretty unique and 
I think we'll have a fun time with it. Uh, more details to come on that. On uh, December 1st, back at Bra Battlegrounds in Richmond, Virginia, we have the uh, our Christmas game, the Sinterklaas Crisis, which will be run by William. And that I'll have on Center Class is at it again. Yep. Ron, what do they what do they have up in uh, Maryland coming up? Um two actual events. Uh well the first one is kind of just um an ad hoc event. It's not part of what I'm running. Evan Ross is running an event on ten November. He's looking to run an escalation event uh with some narrative. I cannot remember what the points values are gonna be, but it's on the um mid Atlantic uh, heresy event page. It's on Maryland 30K, Richmond 30K. It is on 10 November in Glen Burnie, Maryland and games and stuff. Um, that should be fun. I always like Escalation. And it's also got some character progression stuff in there for your Warlord. And then nice. on 8 December, this is our, I guess, second annual Holiday Heresy. So this will be, that was the first event that I ran last year after Nova. So this is the second time I'm running it. Um, this will be... 1500 three games of 1500 point uh centurion so we're doing centurion mode for this one because that's always a good time oh yeah uh, yeah we're going to be doing uh, toys for tots drive with it uh games and stuff uh supports toys for tots and we'll have a box set up um there will be special swag if you decide to donate to toys for tots it's not part of the entry it's separate and then we'll probably be doing a secret santa although the details of that have not been figured out and then um yeah, that's that. And then we'll also keep a lookout, and there'll be more on here, but it's probably starting in January. I'm going to be running a monthly Adeptus Titanicus League, Ooh. and we'll probably pull in um, some of the Maryland Battlefleet Heresy guys to also tie in some Battlefleet Heresy on that same day. Um, and then, you know, random pickup 30K gaming. So it's going to be kind of a just a games day with focus on Adeptus Titanicus and Battlefleet Heresy. Cool stuff. And so your events are on the Mid-Atlantic Horus Heresy page? Is that what you Yeah, said? so I post them there. It's at Mid-Atlantic 30K um, on Facebook. I also post them in the Maryland 30K, and uh, I think I put them in the Richmond 30K as well. Cool. Um, so you yep. should be able to find them there. And our events can also be found at Richmond 30K and the Remembrancers Retreat events page. So if you like either of the Remembrancers Retreat page or the Richmond 30K you can uh, go ahead over to the events page and you'll find them all there too. Speaking so. of events as well, um, for those of you who are following our Battlefleet Heresy campaign here in Richmond, uh, turn four has started and will continue for the next two weeks. Good stuff. So get your fleets out there, start flying. And with, uh, with that being said, uh, before we wrap up, just want to let you guys know, um, we definitely have a little bit of swag over on the Facebook page. If you guys want any cool stickers or T-shirts and things, just let us know. And uh, let's see, like us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Apparently, iTunes is the way to go to uh, to make yourself known. So if you have iTunes, swing over there and give us a give us some stars. We prefer all the stars, but give us some stars. We'd appreciate it. And uh, yeah, with that, uh, I'm Jesse. And I was here with Ryan, Jared. They took off. So bye. And uh and Steven. Yep. Everybody have a good night. Keep those dice rolling, and we'll see you next time. Adios.
have to get Will's like weird form of bye. And oh no, that's more like a, <clears throat> let me see if I can do this right. Bye. That's more like that. Does that. Yeah. Oh, Lord, why? 